Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, I'm Angeline Nguyen with AFM. I'm serving in the Sinem Project, presently located in Dragon City, alongside with the Joys and the Rivers. I first started with AFM as a short-term missionary to the Taikadai Project. It was in the middle of my one year of service that AFM had approached me and asked if I would consider serving long-term in Sinem. In actuality, for years, I had a burden on my heart for Sinem, being the country of my family's heritage. In spite of that, it was very difficult to commit to that call. But eventually, God showed me enough for me to accept serving in Sinem for the work that needed to be done. Serving comes with challenges, but one I struggle with most is being faithful in the small things, which can lead to some real problems. But God is good and faithful when we choose to be faithful to Him, even if we might be a bit slow. On one such occasion, I was returning back to Sinem after being away for a few weeks. Yun Joy had shared with me she was going to join our friends, Lana and Rose, on a charity trip up near the northern border of Sinem and take Elijah along with her. I decided I would join also since I knew Lana and Rose were still very guarded of the Adventist church, having been given the impression that the church was very legalistic and unloving. I felt it would be a good opportunity to get to know them better and support these two young ladies wanting to do something meaningful in God's name. They had planned to distribute out school supplies and essential food items to needy children and families at two different locations, one being a village and the second being a school. As we were stepping on to the rumbling bus waiting to take its passengers north, Lana received a phone call. Our host, Kana, called saying, There is a large storm. Maybe you shouldn't come. Rain and mud would make the trip full of difficulty at the least and dangerous at the most. But when Lana saw Yun, Elisha, Rose, Rose's three friends, and myself all settled ready to go on the bus, Lana decided to just go forward. After almost 12 hours of travel by bus and car, we arrived to our destination at a little past 5 a.m. at Kana's house. There we also met with Ai, a man who became Adventist through hearing sermons online and worked with the police. He was happy to meet other Adventists and he has a love to study the Bible. We then split out into groups and with excitement, notebooks, backpacks, candies, toys, and goods were being distributed into bundles ready to pass out. But then our host shared with us that the local village leader wanted to talk to her about the foreigners that were staying at her house. It was discovered that she wasn't allowed to entertain guests without proper permission. And what followed was an entire morning full of 
one local government official after the other, from the village to the district to the police at every level to immigration officials coming in and out out of Kana's house, all wondering why did she have these guests at her house, including three foreigners, Yun, Elijah Joy, and myself. And with every conversation, the local village leaders were telling her that all her guests would not be allowed to stay at her place. Since she did not submit the information beforehand and had to find, then, a new proper accommodation with legal right to house people, much like a hotel or a homestay of some sort. Not only that, the foreigners were not going to be allowed to visit the needy village to hand out any goods or anything. They were afraid that we would have some influence on the locals and try to lure them into religion. Very disappointedly, we agreed to the conditions. We would check into a proper accommodation and the foreigners wouldn't go to the village to help in this volunteer work. Oh, how sad Elijah was. He had picked out for himself the toys that he would give out. He even went to the store with Yun to find the stuffed animals to give to the needy children. Our friends themselves felt like they had let us down. But we knew that what was most important were the people in need. Plus, there still was the chance the needy school could decide to approve our visit. Rain was falling on and off throughout the morning, so we prayed that God would hold back the rain. That afternoon, even though their car tires got stuck in mud, the rain held back enough for them to go to the needy village and hound out rice, oil, and other essential food items. The event was so remarkable that even Rose's friends had to notice and they recognized the power of prayer. After the eventful morning, that evening, we managed to find a small hotel that would take us in on very short notice. However, because it was so late, the hotel was unable to declare to the local department that Ian, Elijah, and myself were staying at the hotel. We got a knock at our hotel room door and the manager came, and with a slight hesitancy in his voice, he informed us. Some weeks ago, I was penalized $2,000 because I housed a foreigner who asked me to take him, take him in. But I didn't know the foreigner didn't declare to the local authorities where he was staying. I'm willing to let your friend stay at my hotel. But if the police ask, please tell them that you are staying at your friend I's house and not here. Because I don't have $5,000 to pay the penalty for housing three undeclared foreigners. I hesitated. Should I agree to that? Back and forth, I wondered, perhaps maybe it will never be found out we stay, stayed here, so I wouldn't have to lie. Before I could answer, Kana agreed right away. Don't worry, don't worry. We will tell them they are staying somewhere, somewhere else, not here. My conscience weighed on me. All I could do was pray that I wouldn't have to be faced with the dilemma of whether or not to lie. The next morning, I woke up. I decided to pray that the school would allow us to visit alongside with the foreigners to help hand out toys, candies, and school supplies to the needy school. Within about 15 minutes, we received a phone call from the principal of the school. They had informed us they were ready and able to have us all come and give out the school supplies. Whether local or foreigner, the group couldn't believe the change in heart. 
We went to the school. We met the faces of so many children, some happy to receive the gift, some astonished to see what was being given and not knowing what to do. The parents and the school staff were very appreciative to see a group of young people wanting to help the school. When we finished, one of the staff asked me about myself, and then asked, "So where did you stay last night? Did you stay at a hotel?" The question seemed so out of the blue. I didn't know how to answer, until one of Rose's friends said, "Oh, she's a foreigner. She doesn't understand your question.、Uh, they stayed at a friend's house." I winced inside. Rose and Lana did believe in God, but I knew Rose's friends didn't believe in God. As I was wrestling with my conscience, and we started walking away from the school, not more than thirty meters away from the school, one of the local police recognized I and asked, "Hey, where did your foreigners stay? You know they couldn't stay at your house. You have to report this. I'm being serious. This isn't a joke. I." In the middle, as they were going back and forth, phone calls started coming in from another officer, asking to interview our group. Finally, coming out to meet us, even calling the hotel manager to come out. Within this group, a flurry of questions and roundabout answers were flying back and forth. Lana was trying to make excuses. The hotel manager was trying to avoid avoid any blame. Rose then said that. They didn't stay there. They stayed at a friend's place, not the hotel. As I and Lana talked to the officer and the hotel manager, then looked at me with eyes pleading. Please, please, just tell them you stayed somewhere else. I don't have the money. I was trying to do something good. How could I make human beings sleep out on the street? But please, I don't have the money. I could understand his anxiety and his worry. I looked him in the eye with as much sincerity as I could. I guarantee you, if you get penalized, I will bear full responsibility. But I cannot lie. I have to tell the truth. I promise you, I will pay the penalty if there is one for you. Back in the conversation, things were getting out of control, so our group pulled out to the side, asked the officer for some time, and we talked. And we prayed. After prayer, I said, "We have to just tell the truth. We are God's children, and God's children are children of the truth." I agreed. Rose and Lana finally agreed. Then we came back to the officer who lined all of us up to ask each and every one of us individually, "Where did the foreigners stay last night?" He started with the hotel manager. Hotel manager, with a look of fear, I don't know. I could see this was not going well, so I jumped in right away. I stayed in his hotel. The officer, a little bit taken aback, was puzzled. But you knew you couldn't. Alana then jumped in and had to, and had a strange change in her demeanor. She started peppering with questions about their laws, about their regulations, and the more she asked, and the officer found he couldn't himself answer the questions that she was asking about the laws. As Lana asked for more clarification, it came to light that we were actually not in breach of any rules or regulations. In fact, Yun Joy's and myself, our paperwork, being from Dragon City, actually meant we were approved by the highest government authority. 
we had every permission to stay at the hotel and even participate in the volunteer service without issue. We soon came to recognize all the trouble we were being given was merely an attempt to intimidate us and milk out some fines from this poor hotel manager. When everything was said and done, they let us go and left us alone. The hotel manager was relieved and happily thanked us. Lana said she didn't know where or how she knew what questions to ask. It just came to her mind that eventually revealed what the officers were doing and the truth of the situation. Rose herself said she recognized more and more we tried to hide and lie. It seemed only more and more problems arose. And when it was only when we resolved to be truthful that God was able to give us wisdom that helped us out. I can't say that was one of my most proudest moments, but I praise God. When we finally choose to be faithful to God and his principles and to what we know is right, God is always ever ready to deliver us and pull us out. For we have finally shown that we do trust him and we do believe that he is right and good. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. We hope you were inspired by this story. Join us again next time for more mission adventures of faith and trust. God bless.